Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Life Point. I'm glad you're tuned in today, and I hope it's a great day for you. I am so ready for some good spring summer weather. I am thankful for all the water, but I'm ready to have some sun and to be able to walk outside again and enjoy life a little bit more. I am probably you are too. But you know what? I'm glad we live in this great state because on the norm, we have some pretty good weather. Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thanks for this day. Thanks for this great state. Thanks for the opportunity to serve. And I pray, God, you would just use every single listener today in their venue, wherever they're at. Lord, use them for your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, people in our culture are more and more reluctant to make long-term commitments. But the fact is, you can't live without long-term commitments. Very easy. Most of us have houses on a 30-year term. Some of you have 15, lucky, and maybe getting them paid off. But we have a 30-year term, so people can afford it. Uh, Young people wouldn't be able to get in houses if it wasn't on a 30-year term policy. But people who buy high-priced cars, they take seven years to pay them off. And now there's even up to eight and nine years to pay them off. In marriage, we're expected by God to make a lifetime commitment. And unfortunately, the enemy has derailed that in many cases, as now over 50% of marriages end in divorce, which is a terrible thing. Commitment in life is very important. It's very important that we live by the commitments we make. See, God is interested in us making life-changing commitments. Have you made life-changing commitments in your life? What are they? What are those life-changing commitments you've made? Second Chronicles in the Old Testament, uh, chapter 16, says this, For the eyes of the Lord range to the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. He will strengthen the hearts of those that are fully committed to Him. He's looking to strengthen those who are committed to Him. He really wants to help those who really have a desire to serve Him by giving them power and strength to serve our mighty God. I know one thing. I want to be one of those people in giving that He gives strength to. God is anxious to strengthen those whose heart is committed to Him. I pray today your heart is committed to the things of God because, folks, he has some things in store for you, things that you can hardly imagine. I am so grateful for my life, how God has opened doors. You know, that life hasn't always been easy. There's certainly been struggles. We just uh, recently, we celebrated my son's, would have been his 36th birthday on March 26th. And, uh, you know, it brings back a lot of memories of my five and a half year old who went to be with Jesus. You know, I just, in it, it was a tough, tough time. But you know what? God strengthened us through the tragedy, through the trial, and made us stronger. And you know what? He built his church, and God was working in lives all around. He uses things for his glory if we allow him to. It's easy 
to stay discouraged. It's easy to stay in a, in a mode of, I can't get through this. I immediately thought that. I said, how am I ever going to handle this in my life? Losing my dear child. But you know, it was because of the power of God, the Holy Spirit, walking with my wife and I, that we were able to overcome and know that someday we'll see him again, and it'll be a glorious, glorious reunion. The power of commitment is huge for us in life. People can trust those who are committed. You know, who do you want to hire? You want to hire people who are committed to what they're doing. And you can tell sometimes by interviewing. It shapes it shapes our lives. It develops who we are. You know, it shows that we have some character to be committed to something. So many people commit to things, but they won't do them. They sign up for things. Like, let's say you have signups at churches or your business for somebody to do something. And, you know, generally there's 10% that won't show up for their commitment because they're not committed. Many people are committed to do nothing, and they choose not to be committed to anything because they don't want to be committed. They don't want to show their value. It shows that there are truly things that are important to me when we're committed. Matthew 16, 26 says, What good will it do for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? When your commitment is to God, he will give you insights. He will lead you in the right direction. But when God is out of the picture, you're headed to a one-way street the wrong way. The great C.S. Lewis said this, the only thing Christianity cannot be is moderately important. Let me read that again in case you missed it. The only thing Christianity cannot be is moderately important. Either it's important or it's not. John Wooden is arguably the greatest college basketball coach to ever live. He was a dominant as a coach, winning championship after championship, rarely even losing a game. He is a legend in the eyes of sports fan. And he lived to be, a, I have close to, I don't, close to 100 years old before, before he passed. But his testimony got greater and greater as he wrote books. But he taught his players the value of commitment on the floor and in their personal lives. When you listen to the great players that played for him share, you realize that he had a profound influence on who they are today. You know, I am, you know, speaking of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton, some of those great Sidney Wicks, some great players, and they talk about his influence. And they say there was nobody like Coach Wooden. He taught his uh, players to be committed to excellence, and the, revolt, the results were tremendous. Some used to say, how boring playing for Wooden, because they would spend the majority of their practices in fundamentals of the game, where a lot of teams end up scrimmaging or playing mock games all through practice. UCLA was so grounded in technique and fundamentals that they made much less errors than other teams, and that is why they won. I mean, they won 88 games in a row. Try that on for size, and I don't care any sport. Let's talk a few moments, though, about the pathways to commitment because we need to know what those are. And this is going to be a, a two-day uh, talk today. So I want you to hang on for tomorrow, too, because I think it's something you need and certainly I need as I reshare. I'm I'm looking at some notes way back from 2009. This is 14 years ago that I that I started talking about this kind of thing. And, and I wanted it. I thought, you know, 14 years later, let's see how things have changed. And so it's kind of fun to look at things. 
Well, let's first, we need to give God the first thoughts of your day. There's no better way to start the day out thinking about our Savior who wants to be the center of every day. There's that one great song, in the center of it all, you're all I need, Lord. In the center of it all, putting him first, roll out of bed, thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you for blessing me and watching over me and giving me a roof over my head. David says in Psalms chapter 5, verse 3, in the morning I lay my request before you. In the morning, when I get up, I lay my request before you, Lord, be with this situation today. Lord, be with this meeting today. Lord, help me today. Walk with me throughout the day. Help me to be God conscious throughout the day. Many people wake up to alarm clock, shocked into waking up <laughs> with an annoying noise. I hate that. We get up and listen to the news and tells us depressing things that are going on in the world. And some watch Bad Morning America. No wonder so many start the day out as grumps. Do any of you live with grumps in the morning? We need to start out the day living with Jesus, being excited. This morning, I woke up at, oh, I got went out in the living room about 4.15, and I tuned, uh, turned on my uh, Bible app, and I listened uh, to the book of John and seven chapters of the book of Acts this morning. I want to be filled with what God would encourage me to do. And sometimes I, I turn on the TV to YouTube and I and I put my mask on because I don't like watching. I just like hearing. I listen to people like Francis Chan and, uh, and other Christian uh, pastors that have things to share just so I can kind of be infilled myself, you know, we need to start the day in the right manner. We need to learn to roll out of bed saying uh, the praises of Jesus on our lips. I've told you a number of times. I, I've made a habit of praising God on my walk to the street to get my newspaper in the morning. I've done that for years and years. I, I want to call on God every single day when I walk to my mailbox. I look to the sky every day. I just look and, I, and, and think about the coming of the Lord. I really do. This isn't a, I'm not making this up. I'm not telling you a tale to make you. I just it's, it's a habit I like. I want to do habits of good things. Now you think, well, boy, aren't you perfect? No. I'm not. I still have those issues. I still run into those crazy flagmen who don't like me. I still deal with the people in life, and I still have anger issues at times and different things. You know, I'm not perfect, but I want to be closer to God every day. Jesus wants us to have great days and to be able to live for him full force during the day. And when we start off with Jesus, it makes the whole day better. So my encouragement to you is start out each day with Jesus. Give God the first day of the week, too. Acts 27, 20, verse 7 says, On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. They started the week out together, recognizing the power of Jesus Christ to breaking bread together. If people would be committed to starting each day off by honoring God and His house in worship and praise, it would set the tone for the week. But it's even hard for people to be committed to such an easy thing because the world is pulling them other directions. You know, Sunday should be like a charger. We get charged up and excited about heading into the week. Oh, uh, one of the last Sundays uh, that uh, before this message that I listened to Pastor Allen uh, shared, and he's our senior pastor of the church now. He took my place last year, and it was a phenomenal message. I told him, I said, Pastor Allen, you didn't hit a home run today. You hit a grand slam. 
The Spirit of God is with you, and God used that message in a powerful way. We need to listen to the Spirit of God through our worship and praise and listening to the good news of Jesus Christ. What happens when you don't charge your cell phone? It runs out of battery. What happens when we as Christians lose our charge for Jesus? We become weak and frail. We need to get charged up every day for Jesus and every week. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.